Welcome back to Down for the Count, ladies and gentlemen. I am one third of your host, Tiffany E. And on behalf of the whole podcast, Down for the Count, thank you for coming back to the show. So this week we have our bonus episode and we have our interview with Mr. Terry of We Love Wrestling. This is a network that we all are a part of. And I'm very happy to say that we're a part of the website. All of that information will be in the description box as well. Otherwise, if you want more information on We Love Wrestling and Mr. Terry, who's doing our interview, you can always hit us up on our social media through Anchor, and we will be sure to oblige you with all of the information that you need. But don't worry, Terry's information will be in the description box as well as in this podcast. And of course, you can always find him on Facebook at We Love Wrestling. So I hope you guys enjoy the show and thank you guys for coming back to Down for the Count. And without further ado, I'll let you guys start. We Love Wrestling Weekly. This is Spotlight Down for the Count. You know, three ladies who's taking over the industry talking about wrestling. You can find them all the time. Right now, we have Nicole, we have Tiffany, and we have Alexis. I'm going to let them introduce themselves, um, and then we're going to go into how they met each other and why they started this. So how are you ladies doing? I'm good. <laughs> Can't complain. That's great. Uh, Nicole, Tiffany, Alexis, do you want to tell us about yourselves to start off with? Um, I'm Aaliyah. <laughs> Well, I enjoy long walks on the beach. Uh, <laughs> We're not doing the dating service. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, I mean, just three females who all have different perspectives on pro wrestling, and we all have opinions on it, and um, we yell into a phone every week and record our show. <laughs> How long have y'all been doing it? Uh, it'll be a year in, um, I don't think it's been that long. No, it'll be, we started in last year around September. It'll be a year this year in September. Okay. I was about to say, like, you were making it sound like it was like tomorrow. I was like, hold on. No, it's, 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 we started last year in September. Um, I met these two, I met these two goons through my Instagram page. It was August. We talked about SummerSlam. It was August. August August 21st was our first episode. You remember the day. No, I looked it up. (laughs) Wait, have y'all met in person? No. Mm -mm. No, not yet. I I live in, um, in Cleveland, Ohio. Nicole lives a couple hours in away from me in Toledo, and Alexis is down in Tennessee. So, um, and then due to what the circumstances right now, definitely can't meet. But we were going to. Um, we were supposed to meet. Um, what was it? AEW's show last yeah, year. Yeah, AEW's Cleveland show. Yeah, we were supposed to meet then, but you know shit happens excuse me um things happen so it was outside of our you know circumstances we couldn't do it but we talk regularly and i met them like i said i met them through instagram i have a wrestling page on instagram where i um it's at psych design tv too and i do wrestling commentary i'm just 
literally watching TV and yelling at the TV screen. So <laughs> I've met them through that. Um, and I would go live every week after each show and I would talk to them and Nicole would come in regularly. Alexis came in all the time and we were in a group chat and Nicole was like, I want to start a podcast. Um, who's one, who want to be on it with me? And I was like, I'll do it. I don't have anything to do. I'll do it. And Alexis was like, oh, I want to be on it. So we started the podcast and it's fun. I like having the podcast. I like doing it. I don't like editing it every week. But I'm telling you, I'm, I'm learning. I'm learning. <laughs> I don't uh, like you yeah, don't want me to do editing. Trust me. Y'all see my TikTok videos. They look fucking horrible. Y'all don't want me to do mm. editing a podcast now. Come on. <laughs> it, it's, it's fun to do. And I like being able to have an outlet to have that conversation. And I like the fact that... Honestly, there aren't a lot of podcasts like ours, and we go from the serious to the funny and back and forth, so I enjoy doing the podcast, plus they're like, we've grown to be like really good friends in the end, and I I love them. Yeah. They're cool too. Yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's their podcast I just put up on there so y'all can see go ahead <laughs> so let's see you said you were on Instagram doing videos where you like yell doing commentary <laughs> yeah I still do it <laughs> um, so, Jan, seriously I do um, and Ronda Rousey hair hairstylist saw my videos and he started showing her the videos and I got featured on her YouTube channel because of that. And she would she comments on my page frequently. And um, I actually got to meet her at Fastlane last year because of the page. And I started getting new people coming to my Instagram because of that. Um, <clears throat> these two, though, I started seeing them come in after the video went up for Ronda Rousey. So they were coming in and out and Nicole would come in and talk and I would talk to Alexis and it just, just kind of morphed into a good friendship after that. Cause I remember, I remember I talked to you before all that and you, it was before, it was like an hour before Fastlane and you went live. Yeah. I went into the video, she's in her car and she's laughing, carrying on. And I'm like, what the hell are you doing? You got, it's, it, Sassling, get your ass home. Like you're missing the show. You're missing goes, the show. I'm like, I will tell you what's going on in a minute. I couldn't say anything. I honestly didn't know if I was allowed to. And um, Fastlane in Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah, it was Fastlane here in Cleveland, and um, she wanted to meet me, so she got me the tickets. I went down to the um, Quicken Loans, and I was able to go and see her and meet her husband and be her whole squad. It was it was cool. Oh, Terry has endless amounts of items. <laughs> what? Uh-oh. <gasps> Got a chair. <gasps> I, I can't hear it. Oh, it 
was a chair from Fastlane. I was in the building. I got two of those chairs. I gave one to my cousin. The wrestling thing became kills. Uh, oh, God damn it. <laughs> yeah, if I can. You could have got a whole stack of chairs, Tiff. You. <laughs> I was not. In my mind, I was just glad to be there. Honestly, I didn't ask for anything. I was just happy to be there. So. The memories are enough. We got plenty of pictures. I'm good. <laughs> you better than me. How long have you been a wrestling fan? That's my chair collection back there. Oh my! Oh my God! My wrestling fan That's bullshit. <laughs> um, for me specifically, I've been a wrestling fan since I was eight. Um, but I was strictly WWE that that's my first love when it came to wrestling I didn't get exposed to wrestling outside of that until I met these two I knew yeah I mean I didn't watch I just didn't watch it I knew about TNA I watched TNA and stuff like that and I knew about Lucha Underground but I never sat down and actually watched the shows so I was more, I was more mainstream wrestling and I got introduced to other stuff through them. And I was just like, I was very straight laced when it came to wrestling. I didn't, I was like, it's, I don't see it. I don't care about it. I didn't watch it. And it kind of eased me into other things and I watch other promotions now, but at first I was strictly WWE. That's how I started watching it. And that's where I'm still watching it. And that's just how I got introduced to it. My father actually introduced me to wrestling when I was a kid. And I watched it with him and my mother. Um, they don't tend to watch it as much as I do anymore, but that's how I got interested in wrestling. Alexis? Um, I got into wrestling sixth grade, junior high. Um, I kind of went more toward the ECW side of things. Like, um, I like the crazy hardcore shit. Um, I was really big into the uh, Libre wrestlers that were in WCW, a lot of the Japanese wrestlers that were coming over. Um, Tiff hates that we fucking introduced her to Lucha Underground. Um, but I, I, I support all wrestling except backyard wrestling. I think that's the fucking dumbest thing possible you could do um my husband did it when he was younger and it jacked up his back so i think he kind of learned his lesson on that one that was pre-me so i had nothing to do with that decision that he did um but i just i just like finding all kinds of wrestling and like i respect wrestling on a whole like like new japan's not my cup of tea but i support every person who walks who's walked through those doors and willing to put their body on the line to make sure idiots like me are entertained for like two, three hours a night. Okay, okay. Nicole? Um, mine is a little bit of a weird one. So um, my one of my mother's um, best friends, her husband was a local indie wrestler at the time. Like literally like when I mean local, like in my hometown of however a thousand people that lived there so he invited my mom to a show 
So she was like, okay, because, you know, she she doesn't know any better. She thought it was something. She thought it was going to be like WWF at the time, like, like, I don't know, like some Andre the Giant stuff or whatever. So we go to the show, show up to the show. Everything was normal at first. And then it turns out it's like a deathmatch tournament. she so she freaks out and she's like trying to get me to go but I'm like so into it that she just was like well she's like you don't seem freaked out you really like this so we're we're just gonna sit there and we sat there the whole freaking show while she was miserable and I was literally having the time of my life and I also got a cookie, a cookie sheet that um, her husband smacked on someone's head. And I, I still have that cookie sheet. It's like 20 some years old. I need to actually, I always say I need to find it, but I don't look for it. <laughs> I was about to ask you, did you find that yet? My no. mom says that she thinks it's in the attic. She said she saw it like a year ago. Once like her parent, like my parents got like resettled and like moved into the their new place and shit so it's up in the attic somewhere but I'm too scared to go on the ladder so <laughs> well just for me so y'all know me just a little bit since I'm talking to y'all uh I've been watching wrestling since the 80s uh I my first show was the Great American Bash 1989 oh um, my dad and my my dad took me you know I used to watch with them and my aunts and uncles down in Mississippi then I moved here and just I didn't watch wrestling all the time but I always DVR'd it so I always knew what was going on when I go to went to school and everything and then about maybe 10 years ago I really got into it somebody was like let's go to Mania and I was like yeah I'm going Got on the road. I've been to Mania every since. Uh, now we just run the page. We love wrestling. Uh, the motto is, if I love wrestling and you love wrestling, then we love wrestling. Um, you know, I just support everything that's with wrestling. I go to a lot of shows that I can get to in the Midwest. So if you're there, you'll see me. Now, here's my big question for you podcast ladies. Mm-hmm. How did you come up with the name, Down for the Count? Um, I remember this. I remember this. didn't have anything to do with that. I didn't. <laughs> yeah, um, we were thinking of, we had like a bunch of names, and we were trying to come up with something wrestling related. We, Alexis we, is the one who suggested that one. Like we were just coming up with like anything because yeah. you know when you have a podcast, you need something to to stand out. Right. And um, I was actually watching wrestling with regret. Because I love Brian Zane. I I could just sit there and watch him all day. And while I'm writing down like all this these weird ass dumbass names, he goes, uh, he was he was doing some classic pay-per-view show and it's like he went down for the count. I was like Perfect. I'm like, hey guys, here's the name of the show. It's down for the count. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I love I love this podcast, man. It's just it's awesome. um because before I started doing a podcast with these two, I never realized how um how many women don't do podcasts about wrestling. But there's so many female wrestling fans on social media. But it's just like, hey, do what we're doing. 
get get some friends, drink some beer, drink some wine, whatever, get some food, yeah. and talk about wrestling. You don't have to be professional because we don't take ourselves seriously. Like, right. <laughs> no, no, we don't. That's great. Uh, that's why I don't know if Nicole, Nicole, have you told them about Wednesdays? I don't know if you guys are on Facebook, but what what we started on Wednesday. A lot of women seem to like it. It's called Women on Wednesday. Just let the women rant and talk wrestling for an hour to the group. It's a great thing. Uh, People seem to like what they did last week. People from different backgrounds, they didn't know each other before they started talking on there. Um, Just a good thing to bring people together and, and talk wrestling. That's what I like to do. Now, I want to ask this question to Tiffany since you cut the videos, I mean, cut down your podcast and edit them and put it up. Uh, what's your, what, what do you think, like, the well, all three, what's your goal with the podcast? Like, what type of reach do you want to get to? Because I, I saw you had maybe uh, 201 followers, 202 because I followed um, on Spotify. So what reach are you going for? Oh, I don't even know I didn't even know we had that many people um, follow because I, I try not to look at it. My, my, personally, my end game is I just want I want us to be able to have fun with it, but start a conversation at the same time. I do want us to have a bigger reach, and but I don't want us to lose what makes us us, if that makes sense. Um, yeah I really I want to keep it like if if it makes sense I want it to kind of be like like off-Broadway like it's a great show on off-Broadway but it's not going to be on Broadway it's not on the big grand scheme it's still kind of that little place you go to that hole in the wall bar if that makes sense that's where I I want us to be. I think that's a happy medium for all of us because we won't get in trouble for a lot of the shit that we say if we stay in that realm. Um, I'd rather stay there than to be sued by somebody who gets in their feelings because we say some 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 fucked up shit on the show. We we do. You don't hold back. Y'all hear me? Uh, oh, yeah, I know. So you said you want to stay like, is it like the mom and pops podcast, but still have a reach? Yeah. I, I, I want to be like below that surface where we're not famous, but you know we're there. I don't want to be. That's just me personally. If it gets there, then we'll deal with it as it, when it comes. But I want to be just that podcast that people are aware of, they listen to, but it's not this massive conglomerate thing. I don't want to be... It's it's very DIY punk lifestyle thing that we're doing. We want to stay underground um, because from what I see about any any sport that gets covered, whether it's pro wrestling, football, hockey, whatever, podcasts start out with bite, but then somewhere along the line, they just turn into like 
ass kickers, if that makes any sense. They go from just being like, yeah, whatever, fuck them, to like, oh, I don't know, you know, that guy is probably one of the greatest player people who ever laced up shoes, like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, wait, what happened from like a year ago? Oh, you guys are getting paid. That's why. Okay. <laughs> now I get it. You get that paid sponsorship. Okay. Um, I don't think any, we will never have to worry about that because like the way we are and our personalities, I mean, we say on the show all the time, we are equal opportunity shit talkers and offenders. We will, no one's paying our bills. And even if they were, we'd still be talking shit. So, you know, I just, I like the fact that we're unpolished and, you know, we like one of my friends listen and they say like, they're like, you guys are, you guys just don't give a fuck. I said, why should we? No one, <laughs> do you think the WWE really cares like what we think? We don't care what they think. So that's how that works for me at least. True, true, true. Um, and just to piggyback off of both of them, yeah, like we, and that's just like my goal is to like, I want us to be able to start a conversation and to like help provide a lane for other people like us, whether it be um, other women podcasts or other podcasts that feature people of color and just so we can kind of have more of a safe space, if that makes sense, for the minorities of, of fans within our, who love wrestling. Because when you think about it, well, because especially when I first started and started looking at, like, different podcasts and stuff, like, it was, it took me a minute to find, like, like, podcasts with, like, women and podcasts with, like, um, people of color. And then a lot of the women podcasts, like, the like the two that I did found, like, they literally had just started. But they, most of them, like, they've hit a year, like, Wrestling Wind Down is one of them, and um, those wrestling girls, too, like, we're all still very, like, it's not like they've been here for, like, two, five, ten years. Like, they haven't been here that long. And it's great that it's starting, that we're helping contribute to that broadening, but it's still kind of sad to me at this, the same time. Like, it's literally, like, 2020, and there's still only a handful of podcasts or even medias and then even talking about um usually on our instagram page we usually try to that's our our most professional setting is is our instagram so we take um, great care of um providing facts that are as factual as possible from sources or when there's like big stories we try to make sure that we give people all of the correct information because again we don't have a lot of women and or black women who are in or black people in general who are in wrestling media as a whole because you think about it when you look into wrestling media you think of the ryan satins you think of sean ross staff even though i really like him but at the same time, like, we're, we're not trying to, like, if we do blow up, like Tiff said, that's just something we got to deal with, but we're just trying to help create a culture of acceptance and bright, broaden everyone's horizons and, you know, keep, keep the conversation going. 
keep the conversation going. How do you think uh, that you're able to achieve that? Is there a way to achieve that? Because my real opinion, I tell people wrestling is still a good old boy sport. So yeah. if I brought my personal opinions and my oh, personal thoughts and beliefs into wrestling when I watch it every day, I would have stopped watching in the 90s. So I have right. to learn how to separate that and wrestling. So how do you think we achieve that to to include more minority and more women and everything in the wrestling conversation, the media? Um, we, we have to be invested and do it. Um, in order for people, most of the time people, I'll make an example. The way that people got behind Kofi when Kofi won the um, WWE Championship, a lot of um, people still, even after he won it, they chastised him. Oh, he was the worst WWE champion. It took a lot for him to even get the title in the first place, but to see him with it can inspire an entire generation of other African-American kids or people of color, period, who can dream and aspire to obtain that same brass ring. So the way I see it is if we continue to do what we're doing, others will follow suit. Um, and the way we go about it, yeah, we joke and we jest, but we do have occasions where we tackle stuff that is racial. Occasionally, it's sexist topics. There's a episode on the podcast now where it's literally about one of the worst human beings in wrestling and about a girl who's missing. It's just all kinds of there's ways to do this with respect to the sport, but also to bring other people in. The only way that people are going to come in and understand that women are involved in wrestling, we enjoy it, and African-American people, or rather people of color are involved in wrestling, enjoy it, or rather want to do it, is we have to make the moves. We have to be the initiative. We have to start it. That's the only way. Okay. I can feel that. I can feel that. Anybody have anything else to add on? No, Tiffany pretty much said everything. <laughs> yes, she did. <laughs> Let's talk some wrestling then, okay? You know, we can't be on here. Everybody loving wrestling and not talk no wrestling. Oh, goody, wrestling. So, let's see. Anyone watch NWA? No? Yes! Alexa that is the occasion. These two watch it. I, I, Six o'clock tonight, Carney Lynn uh, appears episode. I mean, it, it's starting. It's going to be real cool. Uh, what do you think about the NWA division? I mean, Ricky Stark I, just announced he's leaving. I love, sorry, my cat is just like. <laughs> my cat always pops in a Zoom. It's fine. Just like me. We're there for 15 minutes. Um, I love NWA because, like, I love watching old school classic wrestling from back in the 80s. Um, my mom, my mom and my dad were all from Florida, and they, they tell these, they tell me all these stories about, like, how they would go watch the original NWA wrestle at the Armory, like, every weekend down in Florida, especially during the winter, because it was too cold to go anywhere else, so they'd always come down there. And there was, like, Dusty Rhodes, Ric Flair, like, all the crazy, you know, all the big names were there. 
Um, I love it because it's, it's such like a love note to the original NWA, but at the same time, it's modern. I like that they don't have entry music. I like how they're introduced every single match. The old school graphics. It, I don't like Billy Corgan, but you could tell that he this is like a passion project for him. And he, he he's in love with it. Um, I like it that the divisions are small because it's only an hour show. So they don't need like 200 people on their wrestling roster. Um, I like the women's division as small as it is. It's intriguing because you don't have like people bouncing around who don't have anything to do. If you don't see them on one show, you see them next week. There you go, Tiff. There's that rotation mission for you. <laughs> oh gosh, I'll get her started. And um, <laughs> it's it's just so cool. I love it. It's so fun, and like they are so nice to their fans, like on social media, because um. Who was that guy who won the NWA title? It was like Ricky something. He Ricky looks like Stark. Ricky Stark. Yeah, the Tiger King lookalike guy. <laughs> oh my god! What? Like, what? They made a what? That's what he looks like to me. He looks like Joe Exotic's brother. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> um, they made a comment like they said what are you thinking i was like boo and he comes back and he's like boo yourself and i was like oh straight up heel okay <laughs> but like the wrestlers get on nwa i've never seen any other um promotion do this indie or indie or big where it's like the wrestlers will go onto the nwa page and interact with fans which i think is like just so wild and cool and different and if you're not watching nwa watch nwa it is hilarious and i love it and my kid watches it with me and she loves thunder rosa she she wants to be thunder rosa for halloween she told me that last night i was like yes <laughs> we can do this nicole any thoughts on in the, i mean I, I got big thoughts on nwa i was there and they i love um I love NWA. Once I feel um, safe outside, that's like one of the first shows that I want to go to besides MLW. I'll probably be MLW first because it's closer. They're mostly in Chicago, but um, that's a different topic. But anyways, um, again, I love because it reminds me so much of NWA like back in the day because once I was little I started like researching so I had like literally the old my I think it was my uncle my uncle bought me like the old like NWA VHS tape so I was like watching like those so and again I like how the and usually I'm not like this I like how small all the divisions are because I feel like everybody's important even though they might not be doing something at the time but about Ricky Starks, I feel like they didn't give him the shine that he needed. I feel like he's, like, super underrated, but they didn't really – but I feel like that's just, like – I think, like, us – I blame, like, us as, like, fans in general for not caring enough about him. But, again, even with Rock and Roll Express, and I'm the first person to give shit about old people – still hanging on in the ring and not not going not hanging up the boots but I mean they they do what they're supposed to do on there too but 
I do. I like it. I love Allison K. That's one of my favorite people on there. I cannot let your Rock and Roll Express comment go. They need to sit down. Okay. I was hyped. I went to the NWA taping the first two days and I was hyped because I was like, I never met the Rock and Roll Express and they're here. And then they won the titles. And then I started thinking, I was like, hell no. No. You can't be out here because when I'm standing next to him, I was like, "Uh uh-uh, bro, you can barely stand right now. So, no, they need to hold, they need to whatever, hang it up, because I'm sick of them. Let's talk talk about old guys who need to hang it up. Here we go. This is an interesting topic. In the WWE, on on the active roster that we've seen in the last month, not Undertaker, none of them. We know they need to. Undertaker need to go. We know Goldberg don't need to come back. All them. Who on the active roster right now do you think needs to hang it up? Ray Mysterio. Yeah, I think Ray. Um, just this is gonna hurt my heart. And Alexa, Alexa might be mad what? at me for. They just killed Ray Mysterio. I mean, Did you see he died? Yeah, they just killed him. <laughs> they you killed know, him off. On Money in the Bank, y'all didn't. Yeah, we saw him die, but he got better, and he was back there on Raw the next night, and then, like, Seth tried to stab his eye out with the steps, and I was like, Jesus, this is the most violent thing I've seen all year. Oh it was God. good, though. I'm sorry. I thought it was, it was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good spot. Well, I said that to my husband, and he goes, well, didn't you watch that Mace Warner-Jimmy Havoc barbed wire match? I said, yeah, I did. And yet, Rey Mysterio getting stabbed in the eye was more gruesome than watching that damn match. I have to wholeheartedly disagree. That's some bullshit. (laughs) You and I both know that that Jimmy Havoc match with Mace Warner was fucking ridiculous and absolutely crazy. I've never seen anything like that before in my life. I'd rather watch Rey Mysterio get his eye taken out than to watch that shit again. You talking about the one that happened in Chicago? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you serious? I was a part of that match. I don't like it. I don't, I don't, it's, it's, if you go back and watch it, I'm front row. He takes, he asks for a dollar. He takes the dollar from me and then he staples the dollar on the Jimmy Havoc. It was well, hilarious. That's, yeah, that's that, right. Man. That was my, yeah, I was there. Lex is so excited. <laughs> you were in uh-huh. the premise of Jimmy Havoc's. So. Oh my gosh. Um, I know Lex is going to get mad at me, but I, I think this should be Jeff's last run. I agree. Jeff I Hardy? Agree. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, oh, well, I'm not going to go into Jeff Hardy. Um, <laughs> Tiffany, you? I said right. Oh, Ray? Um, Alexa, yeah. did, did you say someone? Um, I agree. I think Jeff needs to hang it up. The way WWE is promoting it is that this is his last go around because you can watch it he's trying to alter his moves but it's just like i i met you in person bruh and your body is beat the shit so I, as much as i love you hardy just please don't be like your brother and go to aew and make a complete damn fool out of yourself that's all i ask you don't like demarcus I liked it when he was in when they did it right but the fact that 
I could go off on Matt Hardy, but it's just like it. It's it was like I get it's not to be taken serious in Impact, but when I'm watching it now to AEW, just from me watching it then and now, it looks like a freaking Looney Tune cartoon and not even a good one. A Looney Tune cartoon. So, <clears throat> when was this last good match? Good question. Mm. Who mattered, Jess? Either, it's a very good question. Either one. I think Jeff had a really good match with um, Cesaro before Money in the Bank. I thought that was a really good because, like, if we're gonna go on Hardy Boy matches, it's all gonna be like back in the day with like the. I know it sounds like it's cheating, but TLCs and anything that had to do with like jumping off a ladder and shit. Well, I think that. When it was Matt Hardy's last good solo match? Oh, Matt's last good solo match? Are you serious? <laughs> no, he asked us this question in the Facebook. What was it? It was like on Saturday and no one could figure out an answer. I just said Mania when they returned. Because last, he said Matt's last good solo match. If you're going to be honest, he really hasn't had many. Or any that I can remember that were just like, ooh, that was a really good match for Matt, specifically. Yeah. No, he doesn't have any. Not in recent years. What about mm-hmm. what he did with Edge? What? That or you mean Randy Orton? No. It was the Edge. She turned no, out 2008. That's not recent, though. That's what I years ago Alexa. <laughs> I'm trying to give Matt some saving grace, okay? I don't want his last his last acts in pro wrestling to be the asshole that he is in AEW right now with the wife to probably him still wrestle. Well, Nicole, it's his fault. You know I do this thing called keep that same energy, so I'm gonna give y'all the same energy I gave everybody else. Matt Hardy hasn't been good since version one in WWE. Yeah, the broken thing did go off good and everything, but I don't know why people really are still into Matt Hardy at this point. Uh, when he did his WWE run, people were mad about that. WWE really only wanted Jeff so he could have his last run, and then they released him. So now he's in AEW doing that whole thing. This going to run his course. He was hurt last year, but he's still trying. So, I mean, I don't get the Matt Hardy thing. That's just my take on it. Matt Matt was never my guy from a Hardy Boys fan. Mm-hmm. I was always more focused on Jeff, just because Jeff had more charisma. Jeff had more of a character. Jeff had more of a personality. He had like the weird, artsy, quirky shit. Like it, it was just like very easy because like when the Hardy Boys did it big, I was in high school, and the way Jeff was, I knew at least six guys who were the same way Jeff Hardy was. I went to school with these guys. And I almost dated four of them. So, Jesus! But Jeff just, Jeff had that personality. He had true Jeff. Matt's good on the mic. Jeff has always been trash compared to Matt on that aspect. But if we're going to go with the abilities and to give the oh shit moments and the charisma and the personality... Matt always got eclipsed by Jeff. 
big time because everybody I met who was a Hardy Boy fan for every like 10 Jeff fans I found, I only found like one Matt fan. But I just, I just couldn't, I couldn't vibe with, with, with Matt, but like Jeff, I was all like, first time he did that swan tom bomb i was like what the hell did he just do did he just like flip himself in the hair like and then of course every idiot every guy i knew started be like hey look at me and they would do swan toms in the swimming pools they almost like, kill themselves <laughs> uh, there is some accuracy to the statement that matt hardy hasn't been great since his version one days and there's also accuracy in trying to find a good Matt Hardy match within the last couple of years, even. That's a difficult task. So you are correct on that front. But I respect what Matt Hardy does and what he did in wrestling and everything. But that's just my take on Matt Hardy in 2020. Yeah. That I can vibe with. I can yeah, he got he he should have hung it up a year ago. Yeah. Ooh. A year ago? Yeah, when well, he messed up his back that bad, he like he couldn't even he couldn't even walk. Ooh, was that bad? Go back. Yeah. And walk. Yeah. He said, he said, nah, not no year. You might want to add a couple more. <laughs> he just he just needs to like watch his mouth and stop saying like he was the one who basically invented cinematic wrestling. Cause bitch, no, you didn't. Shut up. Where is he? So I don't. A lot of people tell me I should follow wrestling social media more. I don't. Is he saying this on Twitter? No, don't do it. If you're not doing it now, don't do it. Don't poison yourself. I mean, my Instagram page, you know, I got like 9,000 followers and I post stuff, but I don't go on Twitter to actually see what the wrestlers are saying. I got got into it with a few of them, so I just left it alone like four years ago. Like, you know what? Whatever. Well, you know, it's hard time. Smart man. What you said earlier with the whole starting a conversation thing, um, you know, we we don't we want to talk to people. We don't mind having you know conversations with people about wrestling because that you know we want to connect with people, whether it's our personal accounts or down for the count page, whatever. But if you're gonna sit here and start like blowing off shit and going off and like, uh your reaction like just fan wise is like well my opinion's right your opinion's wrong expletive 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 something about my mom you know all this kind of stuff and it's just like that's all i see that wrestling twitter is is just like it's very toxic people just yelling at each other like Mm -hmm. all the time and i'm just like why are we yelling this is about a sport where men in spandex grab each other, and throw each other around a, a square. Why are y'all making this such a ride-or-die situation right now? That's for some people, it means more to them than it does to others. But I don't, I've never understood the undying loyalty that people have to wrestlers in wrestling. I get being a fan, but it becomes strange when you're <clears throat> you're on Twitter, your Twitter handle is your favorite wrestler's name, you're masquerading as your favorite wrestler on Twitter, you're trolling people on Twitter because they don't, they say something like, oh, we don't want 
well, Liv doesn't need to be champion right now. Let's let's leave it where it's at. Then you'll get attacked for saying you don't want to see Liv as champion right now. It could be simple things. And some fans are just over the top, ridiculous. And I find that the wrestlers themselves occasionally aren't that bad. Um, there are those that are horrible. But the ones I've come across on Twitter aren't that bad. Most of them mind their own business unless they're getting attacked, which it can occur on a daily basis. If I were you, I keep my ass where I'm at and enjoy my life as it is because it would be <laughs> shitty if you don't. It's just, it's an unnecessary thing. You post on Instagram regularly and that's the way you have it. I say keep it that way. You will have a much easier life if you do, and you'll be able to keep your sanity. Not to say Instagram's better, but like, you know, I don't mind. I don't mind blocking people on Instagram because I don't. I'm not going to see like Twitter conversation. User is blocked. User is blocked. User is. Can I just like skim past this and just get to the actual conversation, please? <laughs> Um, the corner of Twitter that I quote unquote hide in isn't bad because it's a lot of people who are within my age range and they all have like careers and stuff, but they're still hardcore wrestling fans, but they don't like entertain BS at the same time. So it's just like. I don't know. It's just like older people, and then also like people who are like kind of like starting with an industry, like like merch designers and um, people who are in wrestling training and um, people who are do wrestling TikToks or or moving or basically like create like or doing some type of wrestling content. That's like usually the realm that like I keep myself in because that's like the least toxic of all like the Twitter wrestling BS so I just like stay in there and I kind of look at like everyone else freaking out like while I'm looking down over the balcony so I won't lie since we've been in uh, the stay at home order I have been finding time to like go in on Twitter with somebody I might fight with somebody for a little second because I'm bored um, or on Instagram, <laughs> just because I know things that rile people up, and it's certain, <laughs> it's certain wrestlers, um, which I'm very transitioning to. How she was talking that I may stand for, and I may be like, "Oh, you ain't gonna sit here and talk about this person on my page," and I'm just gonna be cool about it. We get ready to go at it. So, even though you don't stand and obsess over any wrestlers, is there? Can you name one male and one? Female wrestler who was like your person, like no matter what, that's your that's your wrestler that you ride with. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I tell you, me. Um, it doesn't matter to me. I ride with Sasha, and I ride with Roman. I just picked two of them. I, I've got a few more, but I ride with them. Also, I'm riding with Apollo Cruz real hard, right? Now. Real hard. I'll get to start on Apollo. <laughs> I have been known to change my mind and they know this if you can convince me I I can accept that however I I have I love Roman I've always been a fan of Roman and I am very very 
supportive of Roman, but not to the point where I'm going to fight somebody online. I do defend him a lot. <clears throat> if I had to pick another guy, it would be Drew McIntyre. And they know this because we, we fought about Drew on the podcast a lot. And I was right. So I don't, I don't care. I, I won it. Now, when it comes to the women. Winner. Now, I'm not gracious at all. I, I, I'm i very petty. Anyway, when it comes to the women, I think there's somebody that I would have undying loyalty to is Naomi. I genuinely think that she is not utilized enough. And I, I like watching her in the ring. So if I had to pick two people, it would, my number one spot would have to go to Roman because I do defend him a lot. And it's Naomi for the women. Okay, okay. Nicole? Um, mine's also do change a lot. Um, right now is Scarlet and Killer Cross. I talk about Killer Cross all the, or Karrion Cross. Um, I have to get used to that. Right now, mostly because like I was, I've been following Scarlett since she was like a Ring of Honor the first time when she had like that party girl gimmick and it was like very like it was she was just basically an American session moth if you kind of if you like basically and then have her like watch her like improve on like her ring skills and like her character development and like find her voice and I'm just like proud of her for like being able to do that and I'm just and I see she has like the whole world in front of her also a very per the same someone who's also tied with her is Bianca Belair you cannot tell me anything about Bianca Belair I think she's amazing at everything. Literally, I do think she's amazing at everything. She could literally, kid you not, rip the hinges off of all my doors in my house, and I'd be like, oh my god, thank you for doing that. I needed to recreate it. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Literally, like, punt my cat across the street, and I'd be like, yes, Bianca. Like, <laughs> Wait, which cat? Um... <laughs> Stupid. It'd probably have to be Rory because she's the tiniest. Um, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, like Bianca and Scarlett are are, ba- are right there with each other. And again, like I said, um, Killer Cross. I've been watching him for a couple years, and I like. I don't know. I'm a very like, and also like his gimmick is like weird stuff that I like. Like I was, oh, I've always been into like like, the doomsday stuff, and it's very, like, apocalyptic, like, end-of-the-world stuff, like, disaster movies have always been, like, my favorite, favorite movies as a kid, like, my, one of my favorite movies of all time is Independence Day, and I will forever love those movies, and movies like that for so on, and I was always into, like, and I was very into Greek mythology for a while, and all of that stuff, and all of that kind of, like, end of day spooky shit like I really like it and I think that someone who's a really scary man made that his gimmick so and he's good so I'm support him Alexis are we talking about current roster or like of all time oh Jesus (laughs) no I I just no I just didn't know since everybody else said current people I'm gonna say current team okay so with the women um 
it's Asuka. Just that she is so amazing to watch and she's ridiculously athletic and my daughter, she loves Asuka. That is her favorite wrestler. Like these two like should make fun of me the way I acted when she when Asuka won. My five year old is screaming and yelling and carrying it on and she's like Asuka's the next champ Asuka's the next champ little did we know what was going to happen the next night and um she she's just so funny and I love the green mist because that's just that just warms my cold dead heart sometimes when I just see her spray somebody (laughs) right in the face (laughs) (laughs) um if you watch some of her uh Japan like when she was over in Japan she's a scary lady and I don't want her to, I don't want to make her mad. So I'm going to, I'm going to go with her. Um, for the men, the men is kind of hard. Oh for, God, here we go. Oh, if we're talking about modern WWE, like some of these guys are like, I like you a can lot go of- anywhere. WWE, AEW, MLW. No where she's going to go. Oh, she's, I know where she's going to go with that. You can go wherever. I probably don't. You guys probably don't. Uh-oh. If it's WWE, it's Samoa Joe. Well, you I'm not going with Joe, am I? Okay. We know that. We're aware. <laughs> I love Samoa Joe. Oh, God, please don't. No. <laughs> please. Fuck you guys. Um, I'm going to have to say John Moxley, a.k.a. Dean Ambrose. Oh, I thought you were going to say MJF. Or Jimmy Havoc. I, I was I was gonna I was going MJF. I was sure it was happening. I was I, definitely sure. See y'all think you know me and then no. We were in the same wheelhouse. We were all in the same wheelhouse. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I love Mox and I I'm okay, I'm not gonna lie and be here like I knew him before he was Ambrose. No, like I was introduced to him first as Dean Ambrose. And when I got into him, that's when I found about him found out about Mox or John Moxley persona and I really like this guy because you could tell he like him just as a person he's like just really cool and laid back and he honestly kind of reminds me of my husband a little bit as lame as that sounds they kind of have like the same personality and um he's just one of those guys who really just love pro wrestling and it's not like the good old boy mentality from like back in the day but you could tell he cares a lot about this sport. Like when he left WWE, he didn't get sloppy. He like he's trying to do new stuff, learn new stuff, and um, just as a fan, I can respect the hell of that for somebody who who loves this. Like as a fan, if I feel that you love the sport as much as I do, I can roll with you on that. Mm-hmm. Okay. I could have sworn you were gonna say MJF. No. <laughs> You stop a lot of MJF slander. Thanks. A lot. How? I want to know how. No, I say you stop a lot of MJF slander. <laughs> well, she don't like MJF slander? No, I don't like MJF. No. She loves MJF. And she's in, yeah. Him, Jimmy Havoc. I asked the question on Saturday on We Love Wrestling Weekly about uh, MJF. Since you love MJF, I'm gonna ask you. He cut a promo last Wednesday. He cut a promo last Wednesday on AEW. Oh boy! 
uh, little promo segment, and he was in the back, you know, talking, talking about people comparing him to Hogan, Ric Flair. Roddy Piper is one of the best talkers. I have never heard that. So I'll ask you, do you think he can put himself, I know that's like his gimmick and what he does and everything, but can he put himself up there with talkers like that at this time? No. Uh, first, first of all, son, you are way too young to be comparing yourself to Roddy Piper, so you need to tone it down just a little <laughs> bit, all right? Piper, Piper and Flair are like two of my favorite people on the mic because Flair's always very energetic and jumping up and down and yelling and screaming and Piper, he could do that, but at the same time, he could stand there and just give you the creeps by smiling. Because you're like, what is going through this dude's head right now? Like, he is severely going to mess me up. Um, we were actually talking on the show, what, about a month ago, that there's not a whole lot of good talkers anymore for the new generation of wrestling, like this era. Yeah. And um, that's why I'm surprised or I get excited. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's when I get excited when you do hear a good talker because, like, with us growing up with the Attitude Era, if there wasn't really like the people who could be a good talker and a good wrestler, like, no offense to Dwayne here, but <clears throat> the whoa, people stop. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> No, we, I'm we just, do not do rock slander. <laughs> I'm not doing rock slander. I'm just saying he was great on the mic. Well, like when you go back and watch some of his matches, you're just like, that's that's what took him out. Like, and it's no offense. I love the rock. It's no offense to the rock. But like you don't you, for a really long time, you didn't hear people like him on the mic. And it's just like when you have someone like MJF that can pick up a microphone and automatically get fucking heat for just breathing and being in the arena. You know he's doing something right, but I'm not going to sit here and compare him to The Rock, Piper, um, Flair, the other person that you mentioned that I won't explain <coughs> name. Um, oh, you mean Terry? Yeah, Terry. <laughs> yeah. And uh, what I do? No, no Terry. I didn't mention. I don't. I don't. I don't talk no, about it, him. It's a joke on the show. We uh. don't. We don't. We call um, Falk Mogan by his government name. <laughs> don't call him by his government name. I'm still <laughs> over there. <laughs> fuck, fuck Hogan. Okay. So you know, fuck Hogan. That there it is. I've said it on here for you guys. Sorry. When I cut this, you go. I'm leaving that in. Fuck Hogan. All right. Go ahead. <laughs> go on. I think a lot of people, because there was a generation for a while that wasn't good talkers, that's why anybody who's decent on the mic, the first thing some people will say, like, oh, he's the next flare on the mic. He's the next rock on the mic. He's the next. Personally, I haven't, an, I've never seen anybody say MJF's the next Roddy Piper on the mic. That's what tripped me out when they showed this video on AEW Dynamite. I was like, is this guy serious right now? Yeah. And then I, I never heard that either. Uh, I've never, never heard but MJF has a tendency of stretching the truth with a lot of things. So that heel. That's part of his persona. I wouldn't be surprised if he says it even more shit. Is, is this him? He's good. I mean, at, he's good at getting under your skin. Like when he turned on Is Cody, he though? Well, okay, let's just say this. When he turned on Cody, because I'm not giving Cody Rhodes any flowers right now, but when he turned on Cody, that whole arena 
just booed the shit out of him. And but, some, it was, but it was an okay, AEW crowd. Uh, they cheer and boo a lot of stuff that shouldn't be cheered and booed. <laughs> I mean, if you really want to talk about it. I've been to five AEW shows, and a lot of stuff that goes on in that crowd, I sit there, and I and me and a couple people around, we like, are they serious right now? But mm-hmm. they just love what's going on. So anything they can do right now is kind of like they're in this they're in this little area right now that if they do it, it's cool. But if you See? look at a WWE show and they did the same thing, it gets broken down in peace. But people don't want to believe this, but they take yeah. it from me because I've paid a lot of money to go to AEW shows and I'm friends with Brandy and Cody and, and some of them. So it's not it's not that AEW is that good and some of these wrestlers are that good. They're just in a space right now, a bubble that makes it blow up more than what it should be. So, like, MJF, is he a good heel, or is he just, like, a 22-year-old personality of a white boy in college that I went with that act like that, who's an asshole, who could get beat up by a lot of people, but <laughs> because he's over-exaggerating for TV, people love this. There's That's a, real familiar. Yeah, it's um, There's a good example. I, was, I forgot who did this, but there's a video about um, heat to heels. It's go it's, um, go away heat and go home heat. A good example of go home heat is Baron Corbin because nobody wants to see him. No one likes him. Whatever. But the go away I would watch a cooking show with him though. Yeah. yeah. I mean, his wrestling persona is like that of a wet sock. Like he's, he's very braggadocious. <laughs> like dude shut up like and it's like with mjf it's like he gets i'm not saying wrestling wise he's like the best thing to hit the business since you know whatever he's good on the mic but i mean he's like 23 24 years old he's got a very long career ahead of him if he can improve himself that's great but i mean we said in the same episode that's great you can talk but you got to be able to back up the talk in this new weird era of wrestling you can go out there and you can be the best talker there is on the roster but if you get in the ring and you absolutely suck which people is aren't gonna what be after. it's just gonna be honest it's not great it's not but good. let's just say that in five years because i'm like i said i don't because anyone's asked but in five years if he's still doing this and he hasn't improved then i'll be like what the fuck you doing you're like in, almost in your 30s stop acting like that <laughs> you yeah, well. Okay, so when, uh, let's see. You said in five years if he's still doing this. All right. So you watch MLW, right? Mm-hmm. So he's been doing it in MLW for like, what, the last two or three years? Mm-hmm. So we're approaching that five-year mark of him doing the same thing. <laughs> well, we'll see, because, I mean... Yeah, I mean, like even like people like oh, Austin did the same character, Rock did the same character. I'm like, yeah, they, but they could change it up though. My only issue with MJF is that he likes to, uh, he enjoys the roar of the crowd more than he does the performance aspect of being a wrestler, and I think he is very enthralled with that. And I don't think he practices both crafts. So 
if you're gonna go back to the rock yeah, when you sense. look at the rock and you watch him even as a heel or a face he was always well-rounded even in the ring if you're going to say no he wasn't like the greatest wrestler of all time the rock was able to hang with those who were i can't say the same thing about mjf my issues with mjf is that i think he's overhyped there are people who can speak on the microphone and who are great and who are able to captivate the audience. MJF's corner of the market is the way that he does it. He likes to be insulting, which is fine, but sometimes it just, it gets old. And it's like, where are you gonna go from here? Because <clears throat> not all heels are like that. You have heels who are insulting, you have heels who are, who are, who are coming at you every way they can. MJF is a one-trick pony, and that's where my issues come in with him. Well, I haven't liked any of his recent stuff, though, because it's always just been, like, his main thing is, I pinned Cody. And I'm like, yeah, dude, that was, like, how many months ago? What have you done that's since? That's what he's gonna go with, because that's, that's his, that's what Oh, yeah, in that ring, yeah. I, mean, I don't <laughs> understand how that's a, I'm gonna be honest. <clears throat> That's not a lot to brag about because a lot of people have pinned Cody. Um, but I guess, you know, if you're going to go there, that's fine. But to me, it's like you're one of many who've done. Hey, I hope you guys are enjoying this episode of Down for the Count. We had a good time recording it, so I hope you guys are really enjoying it. All right? So I need you guys to do us one little favor. Make sure you follow us on social media. You guys know the drill. It's at Down for the Count. 19 on Twitter and at D4TC underscore podcast on Instagram. Don't forget to follow Terry on Instagram at We Love Wrestling as well as on Facebook. His Facebook group, We Love Wrestling, is really cool. You've got some really cool wrestling minds in there. You can learn some new things, maybe come across some new things, and actually have a really good debate and discussion about wrestling and enjoy yourself. Be mindful to be respectful. You know, try to keep your opinion and make sure your opinion has, you know, grace and poise. Try not to be so rude when you go in there. And that, so I don't understand how that puts you on a hierarchy level. Furthermore, his heel turn, that was very visible to see it. Like you, you were anticipating when it was going to happen, not if it was going to happen because he, He's MJF. He kind of telegraphed his moves before they happen. You can see it. It's written on his face. So he he has to learn how to, um, he has to have a poker face. He has to learn how to stop showing us everything before it happens. You can predict it. It's just like, we knew this was happening. This is clear. I don't want to put him down or nothing or stay on his head, but that, that heel turn was horrible. When he got in the ring, I was like, okay. It's about to happen here at some point. Mm-hmm. And everybody was like, oh my God, it's such a shocker. Like, stop it. Stop I it. I wasn't shocked because I knew it was coming. But the way the audience reacted to it, my I showed that clip to my dad. The um and he was like, that so that is old school where people where people are like throwing drinks at him and like, you know, just flicking them off, cussing them out. He like when yeah. my dad saw him get doused in the or whatever he busted out laughing he goes 
<laughs> you know, we used to do that shit back in Tampa when some when like Dusty Rhodes lost, whoever beat him got like had to run because people are like throwing beer at him. AEW. And I, I have no okay. love for AEW. I'm not an AEW. No, I'm not. I'm just gonna tell you. All right. Yeah, I don't. I'm not holding back. So AEW crowds are basically this. They're college white boys from about 18 to 28. No matter what happens at the shows, they are hype about it. And they're good old boy fans. Let me say that. So... I may experience this at a lot of shows, but it's more evident at an AEW show when I walk in, because my thing is, if I go to a show, a pay-per-view, if I'm not taking a chair home, why did I even make the trip? So when I come down and I walk in, go to my little area, you know, you they're more vocal with it. You know what I'm saying? What the fuck you doing here? Nigga, like, all right, we get ready to fight or... Oh, this motherfucker's over here. I wonder who you got them tickets for. Like, just the energy that's in there isn't cool. But, you know, AEW's about diversity. We got to get the crowd more diverse. So that's why I keep going to shows, man. And a lot of people change their tone. A lot of people, you know, we have issues with. But those are AEW crowds. So whenever something like that happens, it's the wrestling fans who don't take showers. Because you can smell them. So, you know. And their Bullet Club t-shirts. Whoa, I, I, I have over 25 Bullet Club t-shirts. Let's cut that out. I, I mean, I have Bullet Club t-shirts too, but I take a fucking shower. I do too. Let's cut that. <laughs> Let's we cut all, that. We all know and respect the Bullet Club and what they did before like all that stupid shit went down. Tiff is obsessed with Tomatonga. Oh, I love him. <laughs> Um, like, when we when we see it like that, it's just like that's, and it's no offense to anyone who likes Bullet Club, but like when you think about it, you think of the guy, and I know there's girls who do it too, but stereotypical thought is the guy who's sitting in his mom's basement who hasn't showered in like two weeks, and he's got freaking Cheeto stains like all over his face, <laughs> room smells like shit, you know. But, no. <laughs> I had to make sure I ain't no, have no things. You know? <laughs> no, it, it's just like you know, and they they cruise. They have nothing else better to do, especially now with lockdown. But they just go on Twitter or they go on Instagram and they look for people who, how dare you say this? How dare you? Basically, it's like how dare you have opinions? And my favorite one now is, oh, you're a woman. How dare you have opinions about wrestling? I'm like. You heard that before? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Like once, well, once a week, I get something. What do you know? It's it's always along those lines. And then for me, there's an underlying layer. Like um, I got told once that I I wouldn't know anything because I'm just a black woman. What do I know? What do What do you know? It is the black woman. You don't know nothing. And it was only because I say Cody Rhodes is overhyped and he's overrated. They didn't like it. So they got upset and they went 
to the you you're just a black woman you don't know anything you don't watch wrestling you're not a real wrestling fan and i'm like okay let's have the conversation when that happens and then i'm shutting people down then i then it's let's attack your physical appearance because i know i'll get her then it doesn't always work but it usually goes from me being a woman to me being a black woman to me being a fat black woman and then it goes on from there and it's usually over somebody in the bullet club like i don't care for the young bucks like that well first off let, 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 let's do something right quick tiffany so okay. when we say bullet club, I want you to separate those elite people that you're trying to mention right now. <laughs> I want you to take all five, well, six of them, including Marty Squirrel, and I want you to put them over here. I'll put, don't do my boy Marty like that. Very, very and don't clear. talk about okay. them with the bullet club. So the elite. Okay, there we go. Okay, there we are. Now, in terms of the elite, the separate faction, from the Bullet Club that everybody loves, okay? I don't care for the Young Bucks. I don't like Cody Rhodes like that. I can tolerate Cody Rhodes. I don't care for him like that. And I'm starting to not care for Kenny Omega. Why Kenny? And I, I don't know my mess with Kenny. Wait a minute. Hold on. Okay, Let's talk okay. Let, let, let me let What me about Adam Page? Though? What about Adam Page? being drunk somewhere. I, like I actually like Page. Um, I don't like Kenny because of his attitude and how he operates. I liked him in the beginning. I don't have a problem with the way he wrestles or anything like that, but it is the way he conducts himself on social media that I have a problem with. And the questions that he was posed when he he had a Q&A on his, his, his Twitter. And it was one of the rare occasions that I was on Twitter. He had a Q&A and he was like, any questions you want to ask me about AEW or anything, I'll answer them. The overwhelming majority of the questions was, what are you guys doing with your women's division? Which is an issue that I have had, Nicole and Alexis have had, with AEW since it's, it's since it started. And I was just like, okay, they're asking the questions. I don't need to ask it. I'm gonna wait for the answers. He ignored them and he only answered questions like about video games and anime. And it waited till like, he was like, I'm not gonna do this for like 20 minutes. He waited till like the last five minutes until someone came in and was just like, you're avoiding ask, answering questions about the women's division. He said, because it's ridiculous questions. I'm not going to answer a ridiculous question. The questions were legitimate. It was simple. When are we going to see more women in your division? When are we going to see more matches, more rivalries, more feuds? That was the overwhelming majority. And he just bypassed the answer, answering the questions completely. I was, I was like, oh no, I was completely turned off by that because I felt like he had an opportunity to at least say, we're working towards building our division and making it better. We hear you guys, we're here, we're going to do what we can. Like simple answer for me would have sufficed, but because he just ignored it completely, that turned me off. I didn't like that at all. 
then there's the the issue with him and Hangman Adam Page being the tag team champions in the A in AEW. <clears throat> For AEW to have one of the most extensive, in my mind, tag team divisions. And for them to put them on two singles competitors, to me, was unnecessary. You already had SCU as champion. You were building up private party. You've got um, the Lucha Brothers there. And you've got other tag teams like Best Friends and what have you. You had a division, and you were not cultivating it. You weren't building it. You decided to go with this storyline which some people would say, okay, that was to start, you know, putting a wedge between Paige and Omega. And I'm like, did you have to use the tag titles to do that? And it's just, I just, I'm just not feeling Omega right now. But it's not to say I don't like his wrestling. I do. I like him in the ring. I just, he's getting on my nerves. two things. <laughs> Uh, everything you just said about Kenny Omega and AEW, I touched on that. Uh, I talked about that. I don't know what they're doing. Um, but here's my question for you. Have you seen what they're trying to do with the, the women now? Because, I mean, seems like they got a group starting up on Friday, even though they're charging the women to be a part of it for the live stream. Yeah, that's $20. Um, are y'all going to that? Are y'all going to pay the 20? AEW on Friday has a thing called AEW Hills. It's called for to be more women in the wrestling industry and be all together and they're going to talk and tell you guys what it's going to be about with Brandy and the women wrestlers of AEW. That's supposed to go Friday, I think at like 7. Um, <clears throat> but I don't know. What I'm I'm kind of torn because honestly, AEW has some of the best indie. Let me say indie because I said women's some of, I said something wrong to somebody and you think I like slapped them in the face or something over social media because I said they have some of the best women wrestlers right now. They have, they have some of the greatest indie female workers on that roster and they have done Jack shit with them and I, I went off a little bit beforehand and I won't do it again but when we started they said we're gonna our women's division is gonna be the one that we push forward it's gonna be our women and it's gonna be our tag division those are gonna be our two big things not even a year later where the hell are these divisions like they did nothing they, they gave the title to Kenny Omega's little friend and then you never would see her. And when you would show up, Nicole was the one who mentioned this because Rio had a match against Penelope Ford. I love Penelope Ford. I really wish that is, Nicole, please tell me there's a match of Penelope Ford versus Scarlett somewhere on the internet. I don't believe so. I know they are not too into inter, um, intergender wrestling, but she's a really great intergender wrestler. I wish they would kind of do a little bit more. I know they're kind of funny because TNT, but I was like, who watches TNT? So just do whatever. 
so like but nicole made the comment she she told me she goes alexis go back and watch this match because i don't want to think i'm crazy she goes but does it look like penelope dumbed herself down remember you said something like that you're like they made penelope she was moving really slow like she's very very athletic very gymnastic and she just looks like she's slugging through like like a swamp or something and i'm like that's not how she wrestles it's like very like what is this and then now it's like they're like oh we'll we'll have a four-way match or we'll have a five-way match and it's like you do this every week why don't you just have like two or three women's matches in the hour or i'll tell you what how about you stop having if we're talking about someone who needs to retire instead of having chris jericho come out there and cut 20 minute promos how about you take at least 15 of that and give it to have a decent women's match? Ooh, child. Well, I have a question. What exactly are they doing on Fridays with the women? Like, what? what I guess I could say, why do I need to pay $20 to be there? It's, it's just the startup talking about, let me read the post. I don't like to lie or anything. Let me read the post. Because when I saw it, I was like, oh, okay. But literally, like, last week we did, like, we do a weekly thing in the group. We love wrestling weekly. And I was talking about AEW women. And Nicole asked me how would I fix their women's division. And I went into, like, a 15-minute rant off the top of my head. And literally the next Wednesday, half the stuff I said popped up on AEW TV. Uh, AEW Hills beginning the movement for women who love wrestling by women who love wrestling. More information to unfold throughout this week. Follow AEW underscore heels. And Friday, you can, we'll have a $20 meetup to explain more information on a new community for women who love wrestling. So is it like an idea pit? <clears throat> it sounded to me like an idea pit. Yeah, it sounded just like a group and then everybody in there just talking and everything. But I, I ain't finna pay you twenty dollars for you to use my damn ideas, and I don't get my money. I'm not finna. <laughs> I knew they That's... listened to us. I know they fucking listen to people when they talk about them. Yeah. Y'all, y'all know that. That's that's. It, the proof is is in the pudding with that. So I didn't know. Like Nicole, Nicole brought idea. it to me. Actually, she was like, "Have they been listening to us?" Like Terry, do you see this? And I was like, "What?" And I was like, wait a minute. I was like, I'm not giving them 20 bucks. Like, shit. Like, why not just do the community for free? And then, like, I don't know, like, do like a Patreon type of thing if you want to do like exclusive stuff. But why, why am I paying you $20 to sit and talk to you about wrestling when I could do that shit for free? Exactly. I think it's just for the launch. I do want to check it out for research. Okay. Just so I can see, like, what, what is this about? What are they doing? Like, where are we going to go with this? I hope it's worth the $20. <laughs> I've spent $20 on worse things, so I mean. <laughs> Literally. Probably at least a week ago. Oh, here's the other one. <laughs> Ladies, this is one for you. Cordially invited to the official launch party of AEW Hills. 
a new female forward movement led by Brandy Rose and the stars of the AEW Women's Division. Please join us Friday, May 22nd at 8 p.m. for an hour-long Zoom party. Hang out with Brandy and your favorite female wrestlers live. You'll be among the first to learn the details about AEW Hills, a Q&A section, and your prediction about the women's matches on Double or Nothing. The mission is $20. First 100 to sign up for the Zoom party receive a limited edition Hills tote. Ooh, a and we're paying $20 for an $8. Dress to bless, impress. This is a party, snacks, and all that optional. Yeah, because you got to bring them. It's a Zoom so party. here's my only issue with this. <laughs> so somebody posted this in the Facebook group, and I saw it, and I read it. It's actually in my email. But when Brandy says something on Twitter about it, I follow the big swole. And the first thing she said was, hey, lady, let me know about this. Link me up on this info. And I'm like, how is... She didn't tell Big Swole? Big Swole tweeted, sign me up for this, ma'am. Let me know. And I'm like, unless it's because Big Swole hasn't been there and because of, you know, her immune issue. uh, It's like, why why didn't you let all the women know beforehand? Because this tweet looks crazy. Mm. Mm-hmm. It should say who's gonna be there, because like honestly, if it's just gonna be Rio and Brandy Rhodes, I'm not gonna cash up twenty bucks. For that. <laughs> I doubt that. <laughs> so shady. <laughs> not as shady as Brandy Rhodes not telling Big Swole about this damn thing they're doing. <laughs> Look, I I don't I'm I'm sorry, but I'm not surprised. So. Y'all handle it how you want. Yeah, a while. Hi, honey. Hi, AJ. Hey, what's going on? I'm I'm sure there's um. There's I'm gonna thing. sign up for it because it's like, I mean, I'm a. I just want to see what it's about. See if it's trash or not. No. <laughs> Bring us the information on Saturday so we know if it was yeah. trash. I know Maria, Maria also <laughs> says that she is uh, going also. So we'll see what that's about. Okay. I'll message her. So we about at an hour, 30 minutes. I got one more thing that I want to do. This is something special since I'll be doing these spotlights. On social media, everyone has been doing the person and then the personality. So I'm going to ask you three. Who I know who you are, but what wrestler's personality would be you? Who would be the wrestler? Like your personality that you think fits you or would describe you out here? Like me on here, I seem talkative and everything, but my buddy told me it would be me. The personality would be Brock Lesnar if you mess me in person because I don't talk to people. Oh my <laughs> so, God. <laughs> I, in person, I'm I'm not this guy. I'm it's ridiculous. Oh wow. Um, <laughs> I'm nice though. I'm nice. Uh but yeah, who would you think is the rest of the personality of? I have never thought to compare myself to a wrestler. See, I'm saying this is like my first one. I got like hella five questions and ideas. I just wanna like no one's probably asked you that what wrestler's personality is. And it doesn't have to be WWE. I don't want this to be all WWE eccentric. You can go anywhere. New Japan, Dragon Gate, CCW, you know, if you crazy like that. 
uh, ECW, old school, WWWF, you know, AWA, NWA. I'm just naming until somebody talk. Um, ROH, um, WCW, WCW. Uh, I would like to say Miss Elizabeth, but I know these two would call me out on that shit so fast. Absolutely not. Not That's not your personality. No. I'll have, I need no. to go last. I have no idea. I would have to have, somebody would have to tell me. Because I have no clue. Same here. Because, how? I mean, so like, with the personality with like the wrestlers we like, it kind of has to fit into who we really are, right? A little bit, a little bit. Like mm-hmm. some psychological. Um, like I think Brock Lesnar is a stretch for me. I'm not that damn, but you know. <laughs> you don't have a weird sore tattoo on your chest. No, nah. It looks like. I've seen him turn heel for years, but he always stayed true to himself. Are you seriously comparing? Are you saying that my husband said mine is John Cena, and I? <laughs> I mean, you did just leave, and we couldn't see you, so you know. Oh my god! <laughs> Bro. <laughs> oh my god! I mean. Okay. Hmm. I I can I can understand why he would say that. Oh, you wrong with that? I mean, that's fine. I don't have a problem with being compared to John Cena. I don't have a problem with that at all. I like mm. John Cena. I've always liked him, so I don't have a problem with that. Oh my. Okay. So we got Tiffany. It's the John Cena of the down for the count podcast. That sounds real bad. I don't know why it sounds real bad. It really does. It sounds horrible. We got Alexis and Nicole still to go. That kind of makes sense though, Tiff, because you're kind of like the one that's like trying to keep everything together while me and Nicole are going on. (laughs) See? Look at there. There it is. I think I figured mine's out. Okay. This might weird people out. Oh man. Um, I thought closest the non WWE person I could think of was Priscilla Kelly. See, I was gonna. I, <laughs> I thought Alexis was gonna pick her for sure. She's but actually. I, I um, can see why Nicole would pick Priscilla Kelly. So this is my reasoning, my really second, and this is going to be a a bigger shocker, my second, just for how they portray themselves on TV, I was going to say Brie. No. Brie who? What? No. No, Well, well, my reasoning is because she's so like, when Nikki's like being stupid, because that's typical, typical Nikki, wild and out, and she's like, no, calm down. Get it together. Wrestling persona wise? Oh, her. Oh, we have to do ring persona wise. Yeah, I don't. Well, ring ring persona wise, I would still be Priscilla Kelly because she's like, she's like wild. Or actually, no, Very I'm changing wild. this. Very you get wild. Priscilla Kelly. <laughs> I'm um, Kaylee Ray. 
Uh, yeah. Yeah, it works. <laughs> no, not Kaylee. Um, Kaylee Ray. Oh, the the oh, okay. Mia Young's former tag team partner at Shimmer. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Hey, I mess with her. I don't like her on UK, but I mess with her. Yeah. I can see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I figured it out. <laughs> I'm gonna give y'all my real one after Alexis go. I don't know, man. Like I like too many weird personalities, and I'm afraid if I pick one, that's gonna say a lot about me. <laughs> oh, please. Like, this is a safe zone. It doesn't matter who you say. It doesn't matter. Just go ahead. Hell, I'm John Cena. You should be fine with whoever the hell you pick. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Like, I want to say Lacey Evans just because, like, I love the way because, like, we're both moms and we're, we kind of act like we're trying to raise, like, our daughters right. But, like, if someone makes us mad, we're not afraid to, like, Pull up, like pull the hair up and like start throwing fists um but like i want to say maybe jimmy havoc because like just i relate to him way too freaking much like out of the ring like he's just that's more you he's yeah. like leftover emo kid who still listens to like the same six emo bands wears horrible <laughs> eyeliner and yet can be like this little sparkling ray of sunshine sometimes for their friends <laughs> Yeah, that's Alexis. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't wear that bad of an eyeliner, but I do wear too much, so. <laughs> that emo phase I never grew out of. I respect it. Thanks. My real one is my birthday twin, CM Punk. Um, <laughs> Jesus. I don't really have anything else to say about him, but if my personality, because I go in and ain't nobody going to shut me up um, and, and we're going to go at it. But here's another thing I want to ask you guys, because we've been talking, I've just been listening. And about eight years ago, I've had a, I've had a big argument with somebody about this. So wrestlers, mm-hmm. when you look at them, are, do you mix how you feel about the wrestler wrestling with their personal life and personal things they do, or do you try to keep those two separate? Because since, since I've seen it, when people go to a wrestler like John Cena, I'm like, man, I'm so sick of him winning titles, but somebody always came to me like, but he does so much for Make-A-Wish and this and that, and I'm like, no, we're talking about the wrestler, not the person. Let's talk about the wrestler. So do you try to separate those, or you keep it all together. That's the real thing. <laughs> I don't do social media like that with Twitter. It depends on what they do. So oh, if you're yeah. talking oh, about yeah. somebody who is like out there doing some fucked up shit, then I don't give a damn how good your character is in wrestling. Fuck you. Shit. That's just how I feel about it. Now, if you're talking about I'll put it this way. Sometimes Seth Rollins gets on my goddamn nerves on social media, but I can appreciate his character in WWE. So I can, I'm able to separate the character from the man. I can do that. But it, it truly and honestly depends on what they've done. Right. Like, just recently, we had a conversation in our group chat on Instagram about 
The Undertaker and his documentary. His documentary is up and everybody's watching it and they're very enthralled with it. I checked out. I was like, I don't want to watch it. I'm good. They were like, well, you're not a wrestling fan if you don't watch it. And it's like, initially, I didn't have any vested interest in watching it in the first place. And then I started seeing his Blue Lives Matter rhetoric and all of this other stuff coming out. And I'm just like, that just gave me the ammunition to check out completely. I don't care. That's just doing the documentary. His what? I'm sorry. I don't don't even know what you're talking about. His what now? He's been been wearing Blue Lives Matter t-shirts. Him and his wife post Blue Lives Matter on Instagram and Twitter often. And he's very conservative right wing when it comes to those topics. And for me, if you don't know, Blue Lives Matter is an anti-protest to Black Lives Matter. And I don't like it. I, I find it to be very offensive because you're not addressing what Black Lives Matter stands for. You're ignoring it and starting this so that it's it's a misdirection. And that's what I don't like. He and his wife are all for the flag. We we enjoy the flag. We represent the flag. Whatever. Live your best life. I'm choosing to check out of your fucking documentary. I don't want to watch it. I didn't have that much interest in it in the first place. Undertaker's retired 17 goddamn times. I didn't need to watch a documentary about him retiring again when he's just going to come back again. I don't, I don't care. So you had that and then this Blue Lives Matter shit and his, this bullshit rhetoric he's spewing about the flag and everything. And that just made me just go, I don't care. We were having a conversation, and every time I noticed that in this group chat, every time I mentioned Velveteen, there's always somebody who comes in and is like, oh, Velveteen's a coon. Velveteen dreamed is a coon. <laughs> and I'm a like, what? well, a coon. Coon. Oh. A coon. <laughs> it's a coon. And I'm like, well, you've made your peace with Hulk Hogan using the N word. You're fine with that. You're okay with Undertaker you know, spewing his, let's, you know, celebrate the flag bullshit. But you want to go into Velveteen and call him a coon. As he can't have it both ways. You know, if you're going to be outraged about one, then you have to be outraged about the other. I don't understand how you can separate those, but then still hold Velveteen to the fire. The response to me was, I don't like it because it's like our own people attacking us. And I'm like, well, it's worse if it's a white person attacking us. Like, I'm like, to me, both are offensive. How can you separate one and not separate the other? I, it's, all, it's all just fucked up rhetoric. It's man. all the same. And for me, and it was just like, well, the response back to me was, well, if we're going to do that, then we all have to stop watching WWE together because we all know that Vince supports um Trump and the Trump administration and I'm like yeah he he does to a certain extent but Vince is not an idiot Vince understands that there's an end game there's a method to the madness I'm not defending him at all because we all know Vince with the man has done some shitty shit but it's not dumb to be in the president's pocket especially when you have a company that needs to be able to function especially during these times 
So if you have an avenue to do that, he's going to use it. He had a friendship and he's able to utilize that to maintain this company and pull through. That's how they're able to be essential in these trying times. All I'm saying is I have the ability to separate it, but I don't, I don't separate it when it's something that is really, really egregious. Sometimes for CM Punk, he irritates me. <laughs> it's Where? Not, Where does he irritate you at? Oh my God. I don't follow CM Punk on social media, but um, on the occasion he pops up on Back WWE backstage and I, I have to read the dirt sheets. So there are occasions where I come across his tweets. I don't like the way that he operates. It's so, CM Punk is the type of guy where he enjoys getting underneath people's skin. He's very arrogant and pompous. And I, that, that turns me off. It, it, immediately, I am ready to, 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 to fight with you because I don't like, I don't like the way you, you operate. I don't like the way he conducts himself, if that's a better way to say it. I just don't like it. And he just has a very cocky attitude. And it's just like, what? I can understand it if he was still wrestling. You're not wrestling, though. You're on TV doing commentary. I'm like, that's you. That That's your personality. That's not you being CM Punk, that's you being Phil. That's that's who you are. I I don't like it. It's abrasive, and I I've, I'm always ready to to fight back when he says stuff like that. That's why I I tend to stare clear of his Twitter often. But he's one of those people that I just I just genuinely don't like. See, so that's why I don't follow nothing on social media like that. Yeah. And because that's if smart. I start to get on way. Twitter and start seeing people' personalities like that, yeah, I'm, I, I speak asshole and easy. You might have a little issue. Asshole and easy. Yeah. <laughs> might have a issue. Like CM, and then it's just like these people, these fans of CM Punk. He's so extremely mean and rude, and acts like an asshole to them. And then he'll they'll sit there and say, "Oh, he's amazing. He's awesome." I'm like. He just basically badmouth y'all, and you're gonna sit here and let him do that? Like, like I got problems with AJ Styles, but I'm not gonna sit let AJ Styles sit there and say what he needs to say without me going, uh, what the fuck did you just say? Like, right. I'm not gonna say, oh, you're AJ Styles, you can't do anything wrong. Like, and that goes for anybody. Like, you know, nowadays we're so more interactive with wrestlers. It's it's not like back in the day where you're like, oh, I wonder what they're really like. It's like you actually get to see what they're really like now, which is a good thing and a bad thing all at the same time. That's why I don't want to see what they like, because if I've seen that, that could probably take me away from wrestling. Yeah. Now, if you own social media and you're progressing your storyline. That's different. Oh, that's completely that. 110% different. I more You should... I feel like that's what they should be using their social medias for is progressing their storylines and for like pushing themselves forward 
that's why I usually like a lot of indie performers wrestling. I follow way more indie people on um, social media than I do like WWE stars. I maybe, maybe um, follow a handful uh, on my personal account, maybe follow a handful of WWE stars because it's just like, I know they're going to piss me off, but also indie wrestlers piss me off too because they'll say something stupid, but then I'm kind of under, I'm, but I always say they do bang their heads against hard surfaces every day, <laughs> 300 plus days out of the year. So they're not the brightest people in the world at some aspects. So right. I'm not going to hold them. No offense, but it's, it's I mean, it's true. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to hold you, hold you accountable for certain things. But yeah, like if someone, like Tiff said, if someone's like, does something that's like horrible that I just I'm not separating you need to just be gone um Teddy Hart's one of them yeah I need to be gone years ago yeah Chase and Rance is one of them and no idea how he was able to literally have a school and be a registered sex offender and people still going um Chase and Rance he I can't think of the name of the promotion or the training school at the top of my head, but it's based in Florida. He was, he is one of the main people who was wrapped up in Teddy Hart's um, shenanigans with his missing ex-girlfriend. Uh, we did a whole podcast episode about it, but basically Chase and Rance was um, committed, um, committed of um, sexual assault of a minor. And was still convicted of this, but was also, but still given a platform. So he still had a very um, successful the wrestling school where, um, who else? Um, Paige's mom also would help train there. Um, Santana Garrett wrestled there. Quite a few people who uh, wound up within the NXT circuit and the other promotions down there have came from that school. Um, if you remember, um, if you're pr- familiar, you know, that little girl, Izzy, it was like that big Bailey fan that was always go to, well, I think she still does always go to the full sale tapings. Well, she started wrestling. And since uh, that was apparently the only fucking school, quote unquote, in that area of Florida, which it wasn't, she ended up going to like one or two. I think she only had one session there and there was an indie wrestler who ended up contacting her parents and was like, um, Hey, like, don't, you shouldn't have your daughter around him and these type of people. You, you need to take her out and move her to another school. And Florida, Florida's got a lot of wrestling schools. You may have to drive like a little bit out of your way, but anywhere in Tampa like all four corners of Tampa you can find like six wrestling schools on one block sometimes if you don't know Izzy I can't see yeah that's a little Izzy yes Yeah. yeah so so I was glad that that wrestler took the time to like contact her parents and like remove her from a potentially like shitty situation or being around individuals like that but it's just like people like individuals like those two and we already said fuck hogan earlier so that's also another one i wouldn't i would not separate your character from you fuck you all around um 
but yeah, people like that, um, like I'll just, I can't separate. You're just an awful human being and you shouldn't even be within the industry. But if you're just a fucking idiot, I'm just not going to pay attention to you. And that's how I feel like with TJP. Like he's just like an, just an idiot, just like an idiot. But I also don't enjoy his wrestling anyway. So I just don't watch him. TJP is a whole fucking moron. Just be straight about that. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like, some people are just like terrible people, and some people are just stupid. And then some of them are just like, okay. So it's just kind of like, again, like it just goes by how bad, how badly they behave outside of the ring. Okay. Let's see. Eight minutes. Oh, sorry. Somebody say something? No, it's just like you're in a, I mean, it goes for everyone, not just wrestlers. Like, if you're in the public view, you need to remember for every action you do, there's going to be a reaction. And while some people will say, oh, just a little, a little slap on the wrist, there's someone sitting there going, no, they're just a, they're just an asshole. Like, I'm not going to give them any more of my time, money, or, or respect and give it to somebody who does deserve it. True, true. The ladies were down for the count. They've been here for two hours talking with me. Um, I don't want to. I, I mean, I'm I'm there. Y'all got anything y'all want to say? I did two full hours before we leave, guys. In the chat on the side, if you could write down all your social media and then tell the people also uh, your personal pages, your regular page. I tell them down for the count is on Spotify watch it they just did a new episode she said but they just did money in the bank i was going to talk about some of the stuff they said on that money in the bank podcast but i'm gonna leave that alone let's go otis let's go let's go otis then nobody pick you otis all right but uh <laughs> i did it no nobody no. did nobody picked no, otis we all picked AJ Styles. We all thought it was going to be Ray or AJ because we figured this is like probably their last hurrah. Yeah. And then AJ's not there. AJ disappeared again. And Ray, uh, Ray got his eye gouged out. <laughs> AJ is on SmackDown Friday versus Nakamura in the Intercontinental title match. He got a brand to brand invitation, what they call it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't really know what that means, man. Don't don't get Nicole started on that. I don't. Four times out of the year, they're supposed to allow to invite a superstar from the opposite brand to their I'm show. I'm pretty sure they're at three by now. They're at three. Mm, well, they got no choice. It really comes down to these are all the wrestlers that they got who's gonna come in and wrestle at this point. So now it's like we got to get some different matches going because the other people are at the crib. So I'm okay with it, you know. Um, I want to see a little NXT mixture. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Looks like Austin Theory is going to be staying up. I thought they were going to send him back down to NXT, but I was completely... Oh, my God. Raw did happen last night. Austin Theory with a better fit for his whole persona. Thank God. With Zelina. He did. If they would have went where I wanted them to go with it, he would have fit, but they weren't doing what I wanted them to do with it, so it just didn't matter. So he needed to get latched on to someone else. Like well, where did you way want way. them to go with him? I I didn't see where they could have taken it. 
He shouldn't have been with Zelina at all, period. They should have left that alone. I can see because they probably needed someone. They probably had someone else in mind, but with the virus, they probably were like, well, who do we have available that we could use right now? And that's how I feel like it. But can I just be the only one that says Angel Garza, like, creeps me out because he's just so looking. I don't know why she's so creeped out by him. She does not. I don't no, like. I don't care for Garza, but he doesn't creep me it's out. It's hilarious. His cousin creeps a, a somebody else out. Humberto Carrillo, like literally. Creeps Someone out. is freaked out by his his dimples. Really? I like Humberto. Yeah. I like his dimples. I don't. I don't care for either of them much. <laughs> but no, like Garza just reminds me of like this the sleazy porn guy because he's got the mustache and the, his the way he smiles. I'm just like, what? Ew. It's like yesterday on Raw, they did this angle on him where he was smiling and it was like really creepy. I was just like, Ew, Ew why are you so creepy looking? Gross. <laughs> I don't like it. Stupid. Yeah, I am. I don't really have no opinion on them, too. I don't, I mean, they're just two wrestlers that. Yeah. Um. <laughs> That's messed up. I don't. I don't know. I don't try to go all into that about the guys and everything. I don't. Um, yeah. Um. Or the women either. I actually don't try to do either one. Talk about the looks really, except for Sasha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so Nicole told me that uh, y'all are okay with Sasha, but y'all uh, will speak y'all mind about her. I don't have a I'll, I'll be the first one to say it. I don't have a problem with Sasha Banks. I have a problem with Sasha Banks fans. I don't like the current version of Sasha Banks. I I don't mind the hair change and the heel change. I'm fine with that. Mm, but the 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 Vince made me rich and I'm I'm just here thing doesn't work for me. You don't like her? She she too much healing it with that? Yeah. I think Sasha's leaning into it too much. I want if you're going to be healed, Sasha, fine. But I want to see some viciousness from you. I want to see some tenacity. I want to see, I want to see Sasha, if she's going to go after the title, whether Bailey has it or not, then I want to see that. I want to see something from her. That's, other what than, we, that's what we're working to right now. That's what we're going to It's a long way. I'm going to just tell you what I believe. <laughs> If the fans were still in the building, we would have already got that. But since we don't have no fans, I, I I say this all the time, I feel like Sasha and Roman Reigns are Fox's two number one draft picks. So I feel like until they can get that back, they was trying to hold off on that. But I feel like we're going to get that Sasha, but they're trying to hold off. Like maybe we can get a couple fans in here for it. But they get ready to push her big. I mean, I think they're about to turn her face some more times than Natty turned heel to face. But 
that's a whole different conversation. But yeah, I think it's coming. If you're going to be uh, my favorite version of Heel Sasha, and I didn't watch her when she was in NXT, but now that um, I'm going and watching it, NXT Heel Sasha, I would watch that. And I'm not a heel girl, like, at all. But I would – if you had that Sasha going against this version of Bailey, I would be for that Sasha – because that, that is who, like, that's who I miss. Like, the one, you know, the ratchet girl who's like, I'm not ratchet. And, but, and, you know, she's, like, willing to fight, like, anybody who, like, stares at her wrong. Like, just, like, I believed what she was selling in NXT. I don't believe what she's selling now, though. Nicole? <laughs> um, I, see, I agree because I like... I like where she was going with the, like, basically, I'm just here for a paycheck, which I think it could, I feel like it's a good concept, especially a lot, not a lot of women wrestlers in general really do that, like, really do that type of gimmick. It's usually something a guy does. Like, I'm the star, I'm here to get a check, um, just stay mad. I'm going to come out here in this Gucci, so be even more mad, but I'm still really good at what I do, and I feel like if she stayed more in that avenue instead of, like, leaning too much into, like, the Vince thing, then yeah, I would have yeah. been, like, 100%, but I think, like, she leaned too much into that, so I'm just kind of like, eh, but if she just stayed, like, you know what, I'm rich, I got, I'm just here to get money all you broke bitches are going to come here, cuss me out, tell me I'm ugly, tell me I'm this, but you're still paying money to see me type of thing. Yeah. See, I would buy that. Not this Bailey lackey bullshit. Yeah. That, that's oh, I don't, that, because to me, that. that's like, to me, that's Sasha, like heel Sasha. Like that is like the cult, like her being like, I don't care what you call me. I don't care what you do. I'm still be, the best wrestler here and you're still and you can hate me all you want but you're still gonna pay money to see me beat up your face i do follow her on instagram so after smackdown did y'all see her post Mm -mm. you had to swipe a little bit to get to everything in there but i i feel it's coming i I feel it's coming i'm upset i mean in quarantine i'm like okay yeah but it's coming i can feel it coming Mm mm-hmm uh, ladies, if we could, yeah, we had the two-hour mark. If we could get your Instagram, Twitter, uh, first thing Spotify down for the count. They're also on Google Podcast, I believe. Um, down D O W N the number four, the count. Um, you'll see three lady spaces on there. Tiffany, Nicole, and Alexis. Follow them, listen to them. I don't know how often they post. They will tell you that. So I'm giving it to them before we close out. Uh, Down for the Count usually comes out uh, twice a week. Um, Occasionally we'll have a bonus episode. Um, I cannot give you a set time as to when it will come out because I try to edit it as often as I can and get it out as quickly as possible. Usually by Thursday, everything will be uploaded. So 
I would say by Thursday, you'll be able to listen to everything. Um, our socials is um, at D4TC underscore podcast. That's on Instagram. For our Twitter is at down for the count 19. It's all spelled out. Believe. I think I just followed those like last night or earlier today. Yeah, I yeah. followed you back. The Twitter is very active because these two run the Twitter. <laughs> I don't, I'm not on Twitter. They usually will live tweet AEW or um, Raw or SmackDown. Occasionally they'll do like NWA Power or MLW. Um, we try to keep Instagram a little bit more like newsy. So occasionally we will post on Instagram, but yeah, everything's available. Our podcast comes out weekly. We are always available on Anchor and Spotify, like you mentioned. We're available on Google Podcasts. Um, if you want it on another platform, we're working towards Apple Music, um, but I'm, I'm working towards it. I'm going to figure it out. I really want it on Apple Music. I downloaded Spotify only for you guys' podcast. We appreciate that. But if you want it on Apple and you you don't want to have to use Spotify, you can use our RSS code. It's it's on our page for Anchor. You can pull it. Um, Because I know a lot of people have iPhones. You guys listen to your podcast through Apple Music. You just have to download our RSS URL and that will allow you to import it into Apple Music and it will update regularly as if you were listening to it on Spotify or um, Anchor. So if that helps until I can get it to go through there automatically, you can do it that way. Cool. Uh, Nicole, your socials for the people? Um... So Chef said all of our um, media, our actual media, I'll give out our purse. Do you want me to give yours, Alexis, or no? Um, you don't have sure to give them on here. You can type them in the side for me, and I'll follow everybody. Uh, just give them what y'all want to give. All, right. all my links are on the side also, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Okay. Um. I just was like kind of iffy about it because like a month ago we had a situation and then come to find out someone was using my pictures on other social medias and trying to say that was them or, or using me for some reason. So like my whole social media accounts went into like lockdown, but uh, everything's good now. So yeah, um, I got to start posting on Instagram again anyway. Yeah. So. Um, so we have um, tips is hers is psych design um, TV two. It's all run one word, and two is T O O. I don't know why I couldn't spell that. Um, <laughs> I need to get it together. Um, and then we have Alexis's, and hers is Alexis dot um, the small at 95. I never say that last name right, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> Alexis.desmall95. Um, also on Instagram, I'll give our Twitters in a second. Um, my Instagram <laughs> is um, 
is Nicole without the hoe. <laughs> I love her. I love Hold it. up. Time out. That's, that is you. Okay. I was like, <laughs> where did this person come from and why is their name Nicole without the hoe? Yeah. <laughs> I love so it's that. not, it's not slut shaming or anything. It's so it's basically a pun because my name is Nicole and I hate when people put randomly put an H when they spell my name when I tell them that's not how you spell my fucking name. I was like, it's literally one of the most common names in the entire world. So this is where that came from. Yeah, but it's so. also one of it's one of those names that people just throw extra vowels and stuff into it that don't really need to be thrown into. Yeah. <laughs> that was me, Tiffany. I just followed you. Yeah. So oh, um it's yeah, so it's Nicole without the hoe, all one word, and it's H O, no E, and an underscore mark. Um, all on Instagram. What is our Twitters? So I don't remember anybody's Twitter. Why can't mine, I pull Mine is the same. Mine same, is same as mine. Okay, theirs are the same. I think mine's is a little bit cleaner. Yes. So my uh, my Twitter is Nicole Maria underscore eighty nine. So all right. So that's where you can find me. You know, you can always find me on Instagram. Uh we L U V Wrestling. Uh, find me on Facebook at the same thing. <laughs> Go look for that page. Uh, and my Twitter is King Trey to the D. Um, I do want to thank Down for the Count for joining me, talking wrestling for two hours, learning about them. Like I said, listen to their podcast, talk to them, interact with them. I just went to Psych TV, uh, Psych Design TV, too. Um, I'm going to listen to her commentary. I'm going to go in on her. But, uh, oh jeez! <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed that bonus episode of Down for the Count with our interview with our good friend Terry from our network, We Love Wrestling. If you guys want to know more about We Love Wrestling, please be sure to follow us. We will give you more details on everything that comes with We Love Wrestling and what we're going to be doing, if we're going to get merchandise and everything going to be a lot. We're trying to make sure we expand so we can reach more people and let everybody hear our voices as well as make sure you guys can continue to get the content that you so rightfully deserve. So without further ado, thank you so much for listening to Down for the Count. We enjoy every single one of you guys who follow us religiously, listen to our podcast religiously. We thank you. We love you. And we'll see you guys next time.